Hello. Hello. I'm Marcus. And I'm Simon. And together we are the, the Geeky, Geeky Gays. And welcome to a very special episode of That's So Gallifrey. We are back way earlier than expected this week because there is just so much to talk about in New Who. It's, it's just mad. Yeah, filming. It continues for the 60th anniversary and it seems to all be taking place on Axminster Road in Cardiff at the moment. And it seems to be the street where Donna lives. Uh, with her family because they've all been spotted in the area in fact the doctor donna sylvia rose and sean were all seen running out of a house and into a taxi presumably mm. sean's taxi i'm guessing yeah it's all exciting stuff uh-huh. uh i don't know what's going on but we thought we'd do a special episode just to talk a bit about what what's happening and what we think might be going to be appearing. Yeah, and it is the most surreal thing that has ever happened in Doctor Who ever. Um, obviously, we'll come to it in a little bit. But firstly, there has been like a lot of military vehicles seen on set. There's been unit soldiers all over the place. There's been shooting. There's been cars tipped over. There's been explosions. So much drama. But it's the sight of a couple of monsters that have driven fans into a complete frenzy. Mm, yeah, first, a bug, a large bug-like creature has been spotted. And uh, first, uh, fans expected it could be uh, the Viperox from the animated Dreamland series. Uh, and it came towards the end of RTD's last era uh, and would be very him to sort of transfer them to live action and do them properly after the criticism uh, that Dreamland got of not being very good uh, and having really dodgy animation. Yeah, well. Dreamland didn't look great. I, I really appreciate what they tried to do with it, but I don't think it quite worked. I'd love to watch it again though soon. We we should do that and talk about it. But um, the, it all changed when people thought it was Viperox and I don't think they do anymore because there was a weird little creature that looked like a white bunny rabbit that was seen on set. (laughs) And fans have speculated whether it was there as a distraction, but apparently the detail was too much to be a totally throwaway thing. Now, there there is a certain character who was a fluffy little cute thing that existed alongside buggy monsters in the old comics. Beep the meep. (laughs) And his powers are extreme cuteness. But don't be fooled, he was an intergalactic warlord, a psychopath with a laser gun, and was being hunted down by the Wrath Warriors. So that's what we think they'll be then, the bugs. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So, I have never heard of this character until all of this started. I'd, I'd heard of it here and there, but never really thought about it because it's just such a niche, obscure character yeah. that I, I never thought I would need to know about. <laughs> yes, yeah, so we're going to learn a little bit more about him right now. So first off, how did uh, Beep the Meep become so evil? Because uh, his species, the Meeps, are very loving, peaceful creatures who lived in harmony and happiness. And uh, they are so perfect, uh, they were so perfect, that they were the envy of practically everyone. Uh, and would never even hurt a fly. Uh, but one day, the rays of a black sun radiated them and turned them into monstrous genocidal maniacs, as <laughs> as you do. Yeah. As you do. Uh, their leader, Beep, who calls himself the highest one, was one of the worst of all. And allegedly... Wait, say Beep the Meep or Beep the Beep? Beep the Meep. So, Meep the Beep and Beep the Meep. Beep the Meep, yeah. 
if I said something wrong. Like, oh no, no, no! Sorry, I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm confused. I thought he was called Meep. No, he's called Beep. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, so he was Meep. the leader. He was the leader, the highest ah, one. Sorry, I yeah. Beep and, and Meep. Just... Allegedly, also their sole survivor after the wrath apparently wiped out the entire Meep race during the Battle of Yaris. So in the comic series where we first meet him in Doctor Who and the Star Beast. Beep escaped this battle and crash-landed in the town of Black Castle on, in Earth in 1980. It always happens on Earth, doesn't it? I know, it? right. Yeah, Beep is found by two children who take him home. Uh, meanwhile, the Wrath uh, are in Earth's orbit searching for the Meep. And uh, the Fourth Doctor meets the Wrath on their spaceship after accidentally landing there instead of Spain. Yeah, that's a Doctor <laughs> to a T, isn't it? Or at least the TARDIS to a T. Yeah. Uh, the Wrath operate on him. Oh, dear. And so bombs in his body. Yeah. <laughs> I told what? you. What? The, the, these stories are out there. This is, this. I think it's, it's amazing that Russell T Davies is potentially using this because the stories are insane. So, yeah, the, the, the Wrath saw the bombs inside his body in the hope that they can use them to destroy Beep. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So the, the doctor narrowly escapes from the wrath with the bombs in his body now and follows a report that was the TARDIS picks up from Earth that says a crashed spaceship has landed and that's where the kids had met Beep. So he follows it down and he's followed by the wrath who have stowed away on the TARDIS. The doctor finds Meep's ship and discovers Sharon and uh, Fudge. They're the there. two kids, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Fudge, Fudge. <laughs> uh, who are exploring the remains, lovely. Uh, they are attacked by the Wrath and the Doctor escapes with the kids and meets Beep and the Doctor realises what's happened and the Wrath let him find Beep and are going to detonate the bombs inside him. <laughs> oh my so goodness. Uh, he managed to use a lead sheet to disrupt the detonating signals and speak to Beep, who has learned English. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and he starts manipulating the doctor by pretending he's innocent and being all lovely. But while he's having these lovely conversations, like, I'm so innocent. I have not done anything. I'm good. <laughs> Help me. He's having these really dark thoughts, like, I'm going to kill the kids. <laughs> like, it's like one of them, I think it's Sharon. She like strokes him and she's like, he's like, she's going to pay for this insolence. This familiarity will not be accepted. And he's like, I'm going to kill her. Wow. <laughs> the monsters can drink her blood and all this. It's like, okay. Wow. <laughs> but all this is in like little thought bubbles yeah. while he's saying these really lovely things. <laughs> it's like, okay. it's brilliant uh the doctor makes a contraption to help keep them safe if it all goes wrong um but it's all right um uh the children take beep uh, away and protect him but it soon learns from the wrath that the cute creature is actually a monster and he wants to enslave humanity uh, if not kill them all by using the black sun radiation rays from his spaceship <laughs> thankfully the plot is foiled don't worry <laughs> but that's not the end of beep the meep <laughs> Oh no, that's nowhere near the end of Beep the Meep. In the comics Star Beast 2, it's 1995 and Beep is released from prison after he convinced everyone that he was rehabilitated. And that's when he returns to Black Castle to collect his spare star drive. But the Doctor turns up, the fourth Doctor again, I think, mm. on his way to Sharon's wedding on a different planet. Oh. And then he's diverted back to Black Castle, where he first met her and Fudge. Okay. Uh, he ends up at the cinema. 
which the star drive is buried underneath, and Beep appears and attacks the Doctor. He detonates some explosives to uncover the star drive, and the Doctor escapes to find the cinema owner, Fudge, all grown up. Uh, the Doctor converts the projector to be a blacklight receiver, as you do, probably with a sonic screwdriver, uh, and traps Beep in a lassie film. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> it's that weird. This is what I, I, I honestly love these stories for how just odd they are. It's the thing with comics and audio dramas. Everything can be more extreme because you've uh -huh. got less constraints with visual effects and that sort of thing. Um, probably comics because you can visualize it still. Yeah. It's probably a really good form to do it in. And it, it kind of allows you because it's not got that realism because obviously in tv and film you've got actors acting out the roles where it, and it kind of makes it real whereas when it's just on the page of a comic book you mm. expect it to be big and crazy like when you look at things like avengers that it's got compared to yeah you kind of expect it to be mad yeah but yeah um somehow beep escapes again <laughs> in the early 20th century by convincing someone from the wrath institute to free him so this is now the audio story Ratings War, which, by the way, is free from Big Finish. So you can go on the website and you can download it and you can play it through the Big Finish app and everything. It's really good. Okay. Um, so Beep went back to Earth and tried to take over using TV. So he controlled the TV executive and made him change the programs to appeal to literally everybody so that he could get a massive audience and brainwash them all mm. with subliminal messages on a reality show called Audience Shares following a group of contestants who were kind of up against each other to be the next big presenter. Oh, glad I wasn't taking part in that one. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, he, would, uh, he would then command to kill with the following program, uh, Beep and Friends. <laughs> Uh, thankfully, the sixth doctor manages to disable the subliminal messages. But when Beep found out, uh, he went a bit psycho and attacked the contestants. And it turned out the doctor had only disabled Beep's laser gun, but the attack shocked the audience and turned them against him. And then Beep was arrested, and the episode of Beep and Friends was never aired. Foiled! Foiled! <laughs> so weird. Later on, uh, Beep was trying to escape from intergalactic police when he was sucked into a wormhole that brought him and the Eighth Doctor and his companion Izzy into an alternate universe where they end up in the Blue Peter Garden <laughs> at BBC <laughs> Television Centre in 1979. Yeah, and there's this weird moment where Izzy says something and I don't know what on earth it is about, but she goes, that's the flange belt gone. <laughs> I was like, what? Fair what is a flange belt? No idea. <laughs> Can we say that? Well, I've said it now. But still, yeah. <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> I'm sure you could say um, that word. Yeah. <laughs> what is what is happening in these comics? Um, Flange is a rib or rim for strength, for guiding, or for attachment to another object. Ah. Are you thinking of something I else? I thought it was genuinely a rude word for something else. No. Well, it, oh, yes, sorry. It is also used to describe that uh, part of yeah. the lady. <laughs> <laughs> ah, okay then. So I didn't realise it was an actual thing. Yeah. But that's just... I think they just used that word so it would fit in with the surreal aspect of this because honestly, this whole comic is utterly surreal. Mm. Um, Beep's ship hangs out the side of the BBC building, but he's already mind-controlled most of the people there and there's a group of cheerleaders dancing around. <laughs> the Doctor and Izzy are chased by 
beeps zombies through various sets, including Are You Being Served? And they eventually end up on a TARDIS set. And the Doctor is apprehended by, well, someone someone we won't mention, but obviously had a lot to do with the BBC in the past. Um, Ooh, yeah, yeah, it's really awkward. I mean, it doesn't say that it's them, but you can tell it's them by the picture. Um, then Izzy is kind of left alone to stop Beep from using the Black Star energy to enslave humanity. So she enlists the help of Tom Baker, who is the Doctor in this universe in 1979, because I'm guessing it must be our universe. And then he goes off into this rambling rant to keep Beep busy, while Izzy sneaks off to reprogram the machines and save the Doctor and the day. And in the end, we see Beep being dragged away by the police, but it's obviously only a matter of time till we see him again. But the weirdest thing is, through all of this, Beep smoking a cigar... <laughs> it's like what's even going on like now like you're gangster yeah i don't ah, even she. i don't even know what I don't your face off, she. <laughs> oh dear me uh it's not over yet either uh in a parodic appearance beep was interviewed in doctor who magazine 419 by ken book uh, celebrating 30 years since his first appearance in the star beast and the interview contained a clipping from gallifrey guardian of beep's trial after the events of the star beast uh, and beep hurled abuse at the jury and was given three thousand years imprisonment <laughs> uh, 15 years later beep hacked off the judge's leg and beat him to death with it uh, so uh, yeah uh, at the end of the interview he tricked the interviewer into scratching him behind his ears which allowed him to grab the recorder the interviewer was taped on uh, sorry grabbed the recorder the interview was taped on uh, use it to produce a burst of sound of ultra high frequency sounds uh, to release his cuffs <laughs> <laughs> and took out a laser pistol from underneath his fur to kill the interviewer uh, and presumably escaped the prison after that um, yeah, so Beep has also appeared in a Big Finish audio, which was based on the Space Beast comic that we first saw him appear in. Um, if you're interested in reading this comic as well, um, it's really interesting. I just found a YouTube channel as well that goes by the same name as the villain. And they've made all these comics into little videos. So you can kind of watch them and catch up and see what it's all about, yeah. which is interesting. Um, and also, don't forget that his appearance in Ratings War is entirely free on Big Finish. And that one is really funny because it keeps the campy, proper parody nature of the stories that Beep tends to appear in. And there's some really cheeky nods to Mary Whitehouse and her complaints about violence in Doctor Who. And a very sly dig at Doctor Who's 18-month hiatus in Colin Baker's era. Because Colin Baker is the Doctor that stars in this one. I see. Mm. Um, I mean, I've got to say, overall, this seems like a really odd choice for <laughs> RTD to run with. Uh, but uh, we all know he loves Doctor Who and its history, and he was like the ins and outs of everything, and he respects it so much. It feels like such a strange, yet bold choice. Uh, and I think he could pull it off if he does yeah. it right. And we know he's Only good at the camp could. silliness, but he also manages to ground it in some strange way. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I mean, like the adipose, for example, they look so cute, but really they were like the chest burst thingies from Alien, essentially. Yeah, like Made up of disintegrated humans. Yeah. It is almost, though, like he's just thought, I've just done It's a Sin and that was really depressing. So, I'm just going to take the mic and have a laugh now with Doctor Who and lighten things up a little bit. Um, but yeah, like like we said before, it it almost feels like we're being a bit trolled. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he has already said he's thrown a load of red herrings into things to, mm. to put people off with casting and 
I think obviously he he put some of the the names out there to kind of make us think it was somebody else, and then we had that curveball with the uh, shooty gap where mm. I don't know. But from the people who were there on the set, they say that it there was so much detail in the costume that it would be weird for them to spend that much money and put that much detail into a fake. And also when they're in the taxi, beep, if it is beep, was was in the taxi with them driving off. So it looks like there's going to be more to them in the story. Hmm. We'll just have to see what happens. Maybe this is going to be an Easter thing. Mm. Uh, The Easter bunny, after all. He looks like a bunny. Obviously, we're getting random episodes throughout the year. So Mm -hmm. we have the Easter one at Easter. Uh, which actually would probably make sense. Yeah, because we've had Easter, like in quotes, Easter specials before, but never had any kind of Easter link. So if they're going to use Beep as an Easter bunny substitute, it could at least kind of tie it into Easter. Like, so, like characters could think, oh, it's the Easter bunny, and then actually like it's an evil genocidal maniac. <laughs> but yeah, um, I think it could also potentially, if it is this character or whatever it is, because it does look quite cute, it could be Doctor Who's way of trying to bring in a cute character for merch and marketing. A yeah, bit like Grogu in The Mandalorian. Potentially. Either way, it's a great idea. Mm. It's got loads of people talking uh, and it resulted in us bringing you this. Yeah. <laughs> very niche. Very, yeah. Very weird. It but really very fun. Is. Uh, but that's all we've got time for for now. Thank you very much for tuning in to this very special episode all about Beep the Meep. <laughs> yeah, we'll be that's back. That's never going to happen again, is it? <laughs> no. And we will be back later this week with our next main episode where we'll be discussing the keys of Marinus. Remember, you can find us on social media at that so Gallifrey. You can also find us at The Geeky Gaze as well. And we're on Glitterbeam, the home of Music with Sparkle, every Sunday from 2 o'clock with The Geeky Gaze and two hours of geeky goodness with some great music thrown in for good measure. 